welcome to Into the Aether. It's a low-key video game podcast. My name is Brendan Bigley. I'm Stephen Hilger. Welcome to the first spooky edition of Into the Aether, <laughs> because we're recording this in October. On October 8th? Is it October 8th? It is October 8th. Yeah. The first week of October isn't that spooky. But once you get to the 8th, I'm yeah. tell you. Yeah, because 8... The number eight is just the infinity sign turned sideways, so it's like infinity Halloween, which is what? Uh, so welcome to our first spooky episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we kind of had an idea that throughout October, uh, to be seasonal, we would talk about spooky games. Um, I don't know if either of us are really that into like horror, per se. Like, I've, I've played like some Resident Evil and Silent Hill and stuff, but just games that are like halloween spooky adjacent yeah if that makes any sense yeah like autumnal almost (laughs) (laughs) god that is like the caffeine free horror isn't it (laughs) what do you have any autumnal film screening at uh cinema (laughs) yeah i Um, i tend to watch like whatever the one horror movie is that everyone recommends every year you know there's always one yeah for sure but this week we're talking about a game that you just played all of and i played when it came out i think last year around this time if i'm not mistaken yeah it came out last year although it was just like everything just re-released for the switch yes (laughs) yeah or earlier this year uh games night in the woods uh is it night or a night in the woods i think it's just night in the woods i also think it's just night in the woods but yeah jury's out anyway uh night in the woods it is a very very loosely defined adventure game Mm -hmm. um where you play as a cat i think she might be an opossum i they're cats they're They're, cats yeah they're they're definitely cats for some reason i heard them references opossums in the beginning or read that wow i got confused change your perception of the game for the entirety (laughs) of it now that looking back they are clearly cats. <laughs> yeah i don't think they could <laughs> wait let me google a possum real quick just to make sure like how wrong i really am here absolutely nothing like cats what am i thinking absolutely google an opossum and have that as a visual reference for what is not a cat at yeah. all times anyway he plays a cat named may who before i even get into plots i feel like my elevator pitch for this game would be like if you threw Animal Crossing, Lady Bird, and Catcher in the Rye into a witch's cauldron, you would get Night in the Woods, basically. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, I really, I really loved it. Um, I have a lot of things to say about it, and I certainly can recognize that this is a game that is not for everyone. The Even the term game is kind of loosely... Like you could argue whether or not this like should have been a game kind mm-hmm. of thing. Right. It's a lot of dialogue. It's a lot of exploration, but you're really just kind of going down a path until you've looked at everything. So there's not really any kind of like strategic thinking or anything like that. Yeah, you're right. It's kind of more <laughs> along the lines of a visual novel than a game, I guess. I, I would actually put it more along. Have you ever played to the moon or anything like that? Um, I played dear Esther. I feel like I was, it's like a notch. It's more interactive than like dear Esther. Yeah. Or, uh, if I'm mispronouncing that, but yeah, it's, it definitely makes use of being a game. And I think that the, the structure of it where like every day you, I, I, I kind of want to broadly define it before I get into specifics, but yeah. it definitely uses, it, it definitely uses its, medium as an interactive medium to tell a story effectively so i think that it is it does pay off for it being a game right basically you play as may who is this cat who dropped out of college inexplicably 
um, and is now returning home to her mining town, Possum Springs. That's where I was getting Possum from. There you go. Possum Springs, which is an old mining town that all her friends are still at for whatever reason. So she comes back kind of seeking comfort and finds that things are changing in ways she can't quite decipher in the beginning. And there's a really, there's a really immersive sense of mystery about the game. It's intertwined with a lot of these surreal dreams she has mixed with the sort of like day in the life, like coming of age stuff that's during the day. Um, And the game is basically structured around you waking up and kind of in lieu of animal crossing or even persona, like choosing what friends you want to hang out with and, learning more about them and their lives. And that's where the game really shines. I really, really loved her friends in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how far you got, but everything with Beatrice is just magnificent. I really loved her character. Yeah. Um, there is not a single character in that game that I disliked. Like, yeah. And I, I had a really hard time cause I knew going in that you could just like mainline one of the friends if you wanted to and just say like, I'm just going to hang out with this person over and over again. And I had a really hard time doing that because I just liked them all equally. So I hung out with each of them. I'd like alternated each day that they allowed me to, uh, which means I really didn't see like the end game of any of them, which is kind of a bummer, but I, I got to enjoy all of their company equally. And there's also a lot of great characters that are just like in the town too. Like there's one character that I talk to every day who writes poems. Yeah. Um, and they're all pretty corny and bad. And then you find her later in this like poetry reading in like the underground walkway. Mm-hmm. And she has this like really good, like biting poem. And you're like, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, you really improved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the three main friends are Beatrice, who is a alligator. Or crocodile. Um, I don't know anything about animals, apparently. Um, and she, Sparrow. her story, she's related to Spyro. Her story is a really good counter to May's story because May is someone who dropped out of college and for most of the game doesn't really explain why and seemingly is kind of immature and just wants to like not grow up and hang out with her friends. Yep. Um, and Beatrice is someone who is like, I literally dream of having that opportunity to go to college and I can't because my mom died and I have to work every day to like keep like keep our business afloat and keep taking care of my dad who is just like wasting away on the couch watching TV. Yep. And like I feel like this story has a lot of pitfalls uh that a lot of kind of teen angst stories do where like there's that kind of it's a tough thing to balance having a character who is at that really hard part of your life where you're not quite an adult and you're still a teenager but you're expected to have adult status and responsibilities right um and obviously your worldview at that age is going to be immature it's really hard to not have the point of view of the story also become immature or be like in a fan like a fantasy Mm -hmm. like the amount of indie movies I've seen where it ends with someone just like running through New York because they got into NYU, like, and then that's that's the that's it. They did it. They won. You yeah. know, like that's bullshit. Um, and having a character like Beatrice kind of be like the realist, but also like still grappling with the same issues, I really enjoyed. It almost made me like May less. I, I think ultimately I liked May. I've seen a lot of discussion on whether or not she's a likable protagonist. I think the game rightfully shows you both sides of her you know that's why i loved uh ladybird so much similar i mean not similar story but 
similar point in someone's life, right? Yeah, that absolutely. Kind of like right at the start of college, and Lady Bird in the movie is someone who is extremely intelligent and not quite mature enough to like use her intelligence for good mm-hmm. and often hurts people along the way. Yeah. Um and May does that too. There are so many scenes where you're given two dialogue options and they both suck. And I'm like, I can't believe I have to say this to like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. There's a scene did you ha- did you have a did you do the scene with Beatrice where you go to the college party? Uh yes. Yeah. That was heartbreaking. Um I love that scene. But yeah, it's it's a wonderful game. It's definitely something different. Um, the gamier parts of it uh, are like um, you have band practice with your friends, and that becomes like it's a like rock band, hero. yeah, yeah. Which I sucked at. Like I, there's one song that's especially hard that I just like. Afterwards, they're like, "Wow, May, that sucked." But there's no <laughs> real like you don't have to be good at it. It doesn't right. really give you anything. It just sort of there. Another one is smashing lights with your friend Greg, who is sort of like the happy-go-lucky but not quite present character Mm -hmm. um, who I didn't hang out with him enough to get more of his backstory, but I I enjoyed his, his, his company a lot. Yeah. His, his story is uh, rough. Yeah. So is, I mean, they're all rough. Like I, you have that one scene with Angus. I kind of wish they let you hang out with Angus more. Yeah. Didn't really let me until the end, but yeah, I just, I recognize that this is a very Steven game. We always talk about like games for us and this yeah. is like right up my alley. Um, but even I had moments with it where I was like, okay, like I could use like a bit more meat here or, mm. you know, I, I think if the writing wasn't so good and if the art wasn't so beautiful that the game would feel a little bit more of a chore to get through, to get to those good parts, but right. it didn't, it really didn't. My only real complaint with it I'll save because that will be a little bit spoiler centric. So I want to hear a bit of more of your thoughts before we go down that way. Yeah, totally. Uh, so this game came out. I was really looking forward to it before it came out purely based on art style alone. Really? I was just like, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I love, I love all these characters just, just aesthetically. I love the idea that it's set in the fall. And then I, I picked up the game the day it came out, started playing it. And very quickly realized that this game was like looking in a mirror uh, in a really uncomfortable <laughs> way for me. Yeah. Like as a well, person, you and I both dropped out of college. Yeah, exactly. Uh, dropped out I of mean, college, we went, yeah. moved back home, did exactly what May did, like just sucked, but spend a lot of time like hanging out with friends instead of doing yeah. anything productive or like meaningful and just like trying to not grow up for a long time. And like that, that is like literally my life. Um, so I had a really uncomfortable time playing this game, honestly. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until towards the, I would say, two thirds point uh, where I dropped off. Did I drop off because of the way it progresses? And again, I'm trying to be very, um, very conscious of spoilers here. But I, I, I adored all the characters. I think Greg is like just a really uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, presence in the game. Um, his partner Angus is like lovely in every way. Like I, like yeah, you said, Angus like, is the be best. great to hang yeah. out. But I, th- I really do think you, you touched on an important point that like the tertiary characters, the ones that are just around town that you can speak with every single day. Like I love, um, you can see like the, I forget, is it the mayor, like the town hall, like reps, uh, who are like around the town, like trying to 
trying to figure out ways to rejuvenate the town and like nothing really works, but like you can kind of follow their track record and their thought yeah. process along the way, which is really fascinating. Um, there is a like, there is a um, Oktoberfest adjacent kind of day that happens that is almost yeah. exactly like the one that happens in the town where you and I grew up in. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It does capture that small town like yeah. culture very, very well. I had like a real like I, I maybe uncomfortable isn't the right word, but maybe just like lucid. I had a very lucid playthrough of this game where it was um just kind of like frightening on every level. Like I felt like I should have hit up the developers and been like, I think you maybe owe me money for my life rights. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, I was thinking about this a lot because I was thinking about Catcher in the Rye. That was like I got a very strong Holden Caulfield vibe from May. Yeah. And Catcher in the Rye is something that I read at age 18, having just left college. And I had plans to go back, but, you know, I, for a year, I was home. Mm -hmm. And that's when I read Catcher in the Rye, and it really resonated with me. I'm at an age now where I'm like, I don't think I would enjoy that book anymore. No. Because I would feel like I'd be like, you young idiot, grow up. Yeah, totally. But what I liked about night in the woods is that along all around may are these people who have a more mature perspective yeah and because it's so hard like you at that age like you you know you have this like pipeline of expectation built for you right and naturally you want to rebel against it there are just a couple scenes like i kind of wish may internalized both with conversations with Beatrice and with her parents when they're like because no one's really judging her other than like that weird neighbor no one's judging her that harshly for dropping out um and they're offering her a lot of support and a lot of like like perspective right Right, yeah you know it's really tricky to say because I think this game does deal with mental health and it's really and this is why I loved the relationship with Beatrice Mm -hmm. and May so much is because Beatrice is is a very responsible, intelligent, and pragmatic person who, with May, she is so she is so heavily lost in this battle with herself and with other forces. And and Beatrice eventually recognizes that she doesn't understand. And she's like, listen, I don't believe in the things you believe in, but I'm here for you. Yeah. And that's and it's so hard to like tell someone who is battling depression or anxiety to quote unquote feel better. Because that's, of course, it's what everyone wants to do, but it's it's an ongoing battle. Yeah. And it's something that no matter, even if she stayed in school or if she was in a different position, she may feel exactly the same. That's kind of what I realized at that point in my life where I'm like, it doesn't even matter where I am. This is just what I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the game, unfortunately, and this is where I'll get into spoilers. So I don't know if you want to put like a time code in the in the show notes or whatever, or uh, or just know that. Like probably for the rest of the segment, we're going to do spoilers. Maybe jump ahead to the next like break. Yeah, I I think I in talking about it, I realized <laughs> that we really do need to talk about what happens a little bit later to kind of fully encapsulate at least my yeah. thoughts on the game. So I I think if you um are interested in this point at playing Night in the Woods, now might be a good time to stop. But let's talk about like the real shit. I think yeah. And why we're talking about this in the in the spooky Halloween section, because up until <laughs> yeah, now, so, it just sounds like Catcher in the Rye adapted to a video game. Yeah, <laughs> it really it, like for real is um, just stuck in a mining town instead of New York. 
Um, so throughout the game, you have these really surreal dreams of these like very the 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 art in the dreams is beautiful and like the music is great and very atmospheric and you encounter these like strange ethereal beings um so the the seed is planted of like there's something else going on in this town or at least in may's head yeah and at that halloween fest you mentioned there's a figure that kind of looks like a ghost that like grabs someone and runs away and may chases after them and then her aunt, who is a police officer, is like, May, like, go home. You don't want to get involved in this. Right. Um, and what follow, and that's a really, like, that's, like, the game's a bit of a slow burn up until that point. And that's when you really get, like, oh, my God, like, what is happening in this town? Like, for up until now, it's been all fun and games. Yeah. And that's where the game loses me a bit, to be completely honest. I get conceptually where it was going. You eventually find out that that cloaked figure is in a cult that is full of older people in the town that sacrifice people who they think won't be missed to this deity to keep the town's commerce alive holy shit yeah and basically the what that is is the whole game everyone's afraid of change everyone's afraid of of death and that's kind of that materializes in the season of autumn yeah right it's a season of change a season of things dying they even referenced that directly a couple times. And the confrontation between the friends, because what happens is like May gets shot and she's like wounded for a while. Fuck. But okay. she like takes it upon herself to go back to where this cult meets. And there's an awesome scene where the cult, you know, is like there. And then you see a bow strike one of them. And Greg is there with a crossbow. And it reminded me a lot of the scene in Stranger Things where Steve gets the bat and hits the yeah. Gorgon. Like, you're like, hell yes. And so all your friends kind of being there for you is a really awesome moment. And, uh, huh. but then you have this kind of like standoff with the cult where they explain like what they're all about. And I just wish it was less concrete than that. Like it makes sense thematically and it, it didn't take me out of it too much, but I kind of wish there was more mystery there. Like I didn't really need all that to be so present yeah i had a i had a real issue personally with the game kind of leaning into that like once i realized that the the surrealist dreams that you were talking about weren't surreal and were actual manifestations of an actual like big bad evil that existed in the town i was like this game has gone from like thematically interesting and and captivating and creating this feeling that i haven't felt in in many years to like oh i'm this i'm this is just hot fuzz you know this is just like a mystery no, that i'm experiencing it was literally like for the greater good like yeah. that's kind of like the vibe i got they even have a thing where they're like well who is that guy you killed because you find out that the kid who's been missing was one of their victims mm-hmm. they and that's actually a great moment because greg is like he was one of my friends and like greg's about to like kill one of the cultists and yeah. they're like so that like the scene is well done but i just think it kind of it kind of throws a wet towel over the atmosphere because like you said i thought that the dreams were like metaphorical yeah and then it, it's too grounded in things that are real and they all work thematically but it just becomes i feel like adding a secret evil cult to any horror game like immediately makes it less interesting like immediately yeah <laughs> so the conclusion is good. I think that May actually has a really nice moment where she confronts this deity and you don't even understand or see what it's saying, but she has a moment where she says 
lines along her lines of dialogue are essentially her saying like i i'm not afraid of dying anymore and i'm and i and if things have to end if my friends are gonna leave me if everything i plan for goes to shit i want it to hurt and i want it to feel bad because that means it was worth something yeah like that moment is really cool but i feel like Mm. we could have got that without the it's a secret cult in this town who exists materially and makes everything less interesting that's it yeah (laughs) um so that that kind of i had some time to think about it and i was like did i did i really dislike that and i and i did but i think that the characters are so strong and the the conclusion is nice enough that it didn't take me really out of it i just think that there is a version of this game that is alongside the intentions of the game that keeps the supernatural element a mystery and we can reach the same conclusions. I agree. Um, I agree. There's um there's a game out on mobile. I think I know it's on iOS. I don't know if it's out on Android at this point, but it's called Florence. Um and it's one of the first games uh released by Annapurna, like the film studio. Um yeah. they're getting into games and they release this game called Florence. Um and it is like a 40 minute just about experience of exploring this person's uh, relationship that you know they have like a meet cute on the train and like you go through the entirety of their relationship and by the end of that game I was like wow what what a really solid concise constrained exploration of of someone's feelings and thoughts and like the the small interactions that you do do in that game like really pull you into the psyche of of Florence the protagonist what bummed me out about night in the woods was that like three hours in I was like I very much get this vibe and the way that you are subverting that vibe is by introducing something that now feels unrealistic to the world you've created yeah for me at least like i know it's talking animals and shit but like they really (laughs) they sucked me into a town and they sucked me into being present with my friends every single day and to suddenly say now there's this other thing you have to worry about that is completely disconnected from what you've gotten to understand and will now remove you from the like really deep themes that we're exploring with each of the friends that you're hanging out with on a daily basis like I just found it unfortunate, personally. Yeah, I think that the the realization that I think at that age one comes to, because I think you know a lot of a lot of young people in their kind of later teens, early twenties are grappling with these feelings for the first time, yeah. if not earlier. And I think one of the big revelations that, at least in my life, helped me move past it and 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 acknowledge it more directly was realizing that everyone has their own battles they may be different and they may be you know uh, they may be uh more concrete or or more more rooted in in their mind and that doesn't make them more or less real they're just different but you realize that because i think a lot of teenagers is like oh no one has it worse than me right, right even yeah, if you're not yeah. saying that out loud and they kind of kind of is that in the beginning but then the more time you spend with your friends as a player and may also realizes that these characters that on a surface level are like the grumpy one, the funny one, the nerdy one have such tragedy behind them that yeah. they are currently grappling with. And I, and I wish that the game had a stronger, and it does like the conclusion focuses on them loving each other and them being there for each other. 
Um, and I think that we could have had that without the cult. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of where I I'm agree. at still. But I think I think you touched on a really great point that like the game does explore all of that, and like it succeeds in exploring all of that. Um, and coming to conclusions about each of those battles and coming to a larger thematic conclusion about how one deals with it via friendship and then you are introduced to the cult you know what i mean like you i i feel like you could already pull that element and that message out pre cult introduction yeah and i don't think it, it doesn't like ruin the game it just like if if this game didn't have the cult and it kept doing what it was doing and reach those revelations without that plot device this would be one of my favorite gaming experiences of all time yeah it was one of mine for yeah. uh, for a very long period like i i'm having a hard time talking about it um because it, it was a long time ago for me at least when i played yeah. it but i do remember people at you know i said oh you know i played night in the woods and people would say oh should i pick that up and i i what i told people was like yes and you should dip out when you want to like there's it's it's a little bit fluid, I think, when you're going to hit that point, maybe that like you would either decide to continue or to not continue. It's not like um, it's not like that Fox Fantastic Four, like the most recent one where it's like you there is actually a hard point where you stop watching that movie before it gets really bad. Like <laughs> for some reason, I thought you meant Fantastic Mr. Fox. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I was thinking about anthropomorphic anthropomorphic animals yeah. I guess. There there's a point in in that Fantastic Four movie where there's a slate that comes up and it says like one year later or something. It's a time jump. And like most people will agree if you cut out at that point, the movie's actually pretty good and it's everything after that where it's like kind of a mess. Yeah. It's not that concrete in Night in the Woods. I think it's a little bit more fluid and some people will get what they want out of it I think earlier or later or maybe not, but I, I feel like I'm coming down hard on the game and I just want to reiterate that I love it and I think it's beautiful. Yeah, I just think it's, I mean, it does touch on a lot of these very personal, very hard things and it doesn't, it doesn't uh, make light of them and the characters don't necessarily like solve anything. <laughs> right. So you could walk away from this being like, well, that just bummed me out. But I, I don't know. I just, I really loved it. I, I really like when games explore this kind of stuff. And, and I think that I, I kind of wish that you saw more storytelling like this outside of the very niche indie game market. Like this is a game that is very much in a world of its own in terms of the gameplay. Yeah. Um, it'd be cool to see some of this like stellar writing in a more mainstream game. That's what um, I was going to bring up was this yeah. game came out around the same time. I think it was, and if not, I just played them at the same time, but I think it was when Life is Strange got added to PlayStation Plus. Oh, okay. And have you played Life is Strange? I have not, but I know of it. Okay, so I, I played Life is Strange, which is a Square Enix, like, storytelling game. It is, like, yeah, the same yeah. kind of, um, or at least trying to explore the same ideas as Night in the Woods, um, but with, like, maybe maybe not AAA, but, like, a double A budget, if we want to... Mm do it that way but the writing is fucking bad like it's just not yeah. good like they just don't understand how teenagers talk i think the best most like pointed example of that is there is literally a line where somebody says go fuck your selfie as <laughs> that's like yeah that is that is some like drunk producer being like what are kids like put it in the script yeah I exactly <laughs> i don't know what that voice was but that's what i imagine happening but the, like i played both of those games back to back 
and Night in the Woods was like a breath of fresh air. It was like, oh my God, somebody understands how real humans talk. I think like we are close to getting to that. Like Life is Strange continues to make money. They just made, I think, a free spinoff that's out right now, which I haven't played yet. I forget what the name of it is. Oh, the superhero one? Yeah, with the little kid yeah. um, and, and, and his dad. Uh, that is out and it is apparently great. But at the same time... I, I feel like we're kind of a stone's throw away from getting what you're talking about. When I say mainstream, I mean more like a game that because I think like Night in the Woods, I love the experience and I, and I would want as many people to experience it as possible. But I also know that just because of how the game plays, it's not going to be for everyone. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, I just would love like that's I think why I love Uncharted so much is because we get really good writing and like the most mainstream game you can imagine yeah totally <laughs> you know it's like it's like if someone made a five-star happy meal at mcdonald's like that's yeah. uncharted uh which is why i love it um i think you like, could really just point at all of the playstation 4 exclusives and say the same thing like yeah that's true of uncharted it's true of god of war it's true of uh spider-man uh yeah. it's mostly true of horizon zero dawn which i was su- most surprised by i think that i enjoyed the storytelling in that game as much as i did but yeah, I guess it just it's cool to see the story of a game and the gameplay mesh uh, as strongly yeah. and not exist in like totally different bubbles where like, even though I enjoy playing this game and some of the mini games are fun, this is a story game. This is like 90 percent story, yeah, which is fine. And I think it's intended to feel that way. But like in an ideal world, you get a game that does both. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, but yeah, I I loved it. I would definitely recommend it if you haven't played it and if you stuck around for spoilers. It's really more atmospheric than it is like plot centric. And the strength of the story is really those like slice of life moments with your friends um, and their backstories. Yeah. So how much of Firewatch did you play out of curiosity? I played uh, the I was getting Firewatch vibes, too. I need to get back into it. I played the first half of it, I think. Okay. I, the teen, the teens were missing. I was looking for the teens. Uh, teens. Okay. So, yeah, yeah I, I'm tiptoeing again because I don't want to spoil anything. But I think it might be worth revisiting Firewatch based on what you're saying you liked yeah. and disliked about Night in the Woods. Yeah, I, I would I recommend think, finishing it. I definitely want to. I mean, I really enjoyed, oddly enough, with Firewatch, I actually really enjoyed the text in the beginning. Um, yeah the the, the choices you make yeah um and that's another i mean god that game grapples with with dementia and that's one of the hardest things to deal with and and both on a singular level and just like with a loved one suffering from it um that's where i think i got i i've only heard good things about firewatch so i want to get back into it but like the text i was so like i was so like my heart was just like open and like given to this game during the text prelog yeah. and then it started and it was like i'm here for a job what are you drunk and i was like this this feels like a different game suddenly mm. um but the dialogue was good i just felt like it started over in a way where like, yeah. i was so engaged in the text but i'm also a weirdo that's wrong so uh i should play oh, it that's again. not true but i i do think it's <laughs> worth i think it's worth keeping in mind um what happened in that prologue as you continue to play the game like yeah continually yeah, sure. be asking yourself uh this this is for you steven and for anyone else who's listening who maybe hasn't experienced firewatch like go through that prologue where it's like a choose your own adventure and then think to yourself why was that included in the game as you continue playing it um, yeah. especially towards the end 
as it kind of gets wilder and wilder. Um, and that's as much as I'll say about it. That but that's a game that I would really love to revisit and talk to you about because some people really hate the end of that game. Uh huh. And I think it couldn't have ended any other way. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, let's definitely talk about that in another, another episode. That'd be cool. I would love to revisit that. I, don't, I feel like I got it at a point where I just had like way too many like games that I like half did and I was just like getting anxiety like, yeah. from like having all those options. I get it. There's too much. There's too much. Too much content. Yeah. But hey, if you want a good fall game, check out Night in the Woods and play as much of it as you want. Yeah. Enjoy your night in the woods. Enjoy it. Hey, uh, so that's going to be the end of the show this week. Um, thank you so much to everyone who listened and reviewed the show all over the place. Uh, thanks to everyone who followed the new Twitter account. It's at into the cast. If you haven't checked it out yet, um, we've been getting some lovely tweets recently. Yeah. Very nice. Um, and if you like the show, just tell a friend about it. That's, that's how it grows. That'd be helpful. And that would, uh, make Steven and I both very happy. Like we say every week, it's, it just, it's so nice to see people actively talking about it. Um, and that it's also kind things being said. Um, we have a lot of fun making it. Uh, this episode is a little shorter than usual, but we should be back on our normal routine next week. I know Brendan, you had, uh, a big event this weekend. Yeah, truth be told, I haven't played a video game in a question mark <laughs> amount of time because of New York Comic Con, uh, and I was working all weekend. So next week, I will have played a game, and I think it might be the new Assassin's Creed. I am oh cool, inching closer and closer towards getting it, and just like and detaching I know from reality. This week, I am playing the new Mario Party with some friends of mine, so let you know how that is. Awesome, um, I'm very excited. Um, yeah, but as always, thanks for listening. It means a lot, and I hope you have a great week. 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 <laughs> it's really, what adds to that delivery is like your eyes were like completely neutral during that. I want to break our oath. It reminds me of Oblivion, where there's sort of like that dead, that like dead eyed stare. Have a great week. <laughs> 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 yes? What do you um, mean you haven't heard of trolls? My name is Brendan Bigley. You can find me on the <laughs> internet at Brendan Bigley. I'm Stephen Hilger. You can find me at Stephen Hilger. Goodbye. Goodbye. Play The Elder Scrolls for Oblivion via backwards compatibility on the Xbox One. That's right. Have a great time with it. Have a great week. Adventure awaits. <laughs> I'm stopping. Garbage dot online.